0: Hi, this is Nancy Urald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, and today we have a really interesting guest today. Her name is Heather Ash Amira, and she's written a really great book. It's called The Warrior Heart Practice, and uh, before I bring her on, I'm going to give you guys just a real quick taste of what she's trying to talk to us about today, because it's super important. You know anybody that, gosh, I think we all have this, where we all have stories in our head, and we're trying to get rid of them, and we're trying to make sense of them, and she She really um, helps us come to a balance, I think, of uh, mind and spirit and body, and this is really awesome. So sit back and relax, and I'm going to just read a couple paragraphs here from uh, her book. Again, it's called The Warrior Heart Practice. Sit back and relax, and here we go. The number one question I'm asked is, how do I clean out all the agreements, stories, and experiences that don't serve me? And the answer is the fundamental. The foundational practice that is laid out in this book. This is really cool, you guys. The Warrior Heart Practice is one of the most efficient, practical, and doable methods of inner cleaning you'll find. As you incorporate the Warrior Heart Practice into your life, you'll find you no longer wonder why you are upset or get stuck in painful thoughts and emotions. You'll learn how to stop taking things personally, be able to release the weight of your past traumas and experiences, and quickly clear out old beliefs and reactions that no longer serve you so you can get to the truth. And gosh, I think we all have this. And before I bring this really awesome lady on, let me give you a little info about her. Um, she's the founder of the Toltec Center of Creator creative intent and the author of a number of books including the warrior godness training series she brings an open-hearted exclusive worldwide to her writings and teachings which are a rich blend of toltec wisdom european shamanism buddhism and native american ceremony she lives in austin texas and she travels extensively hey heather welcome to high road to humanity Thanks so much, Nancy. Great to be here. Thanks for coming on. You know, how'd you figure all this stuff out? I want to know your story. How did you know all this to figure out that we need to to forget these stories that we all have made up in our head, you know? (laughs) A lot of experiences and a lot of amazing teachers. Okay. Because you say this is a simple process to transform confusion into clarity and pain into peace.
1: Yeah, the warrior heart practice came to me one day when I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was in a story. He was really suffering, and he's telling me the story with all this angst, and I just looked at him. I was like, honey, that's actually not true. That's not what happened. I was there, and so I repeat, you know, I shared with him what I had seen happen, Right. And he was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm telling myself this whole story. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay. And he, like, he felt better. And then he went back on along his day. Right. And a couple of days later, he came back to me with the same story. Oh, wow. And that happened several times. And the third time it happened, I just looked at him and I, I realized, I'm like, wow, as humans, we get so stuck in our stories. Like it's yeah. so easy to have stories from the past or to misinterpret what's happening around us because right. of our belief system. Right. And so the third time I just closed my eyes and said, is there any way I can help my friend? Is there any way that I can help this man stay in the truth? Mm, right. And at that moment, the whole process dropped into my being. I love it. And that I was about it. six years ago. Yeah, so we've been playing with it and just seeing how effective it is to help untangle like small stories of frustration or disappointment, but also those really big tangle stories that can really
0: us a lot of suffering. Well, yeah, because we all have things that happen to us as we're growing up, and we all have issues with our parents, I think. And we're all trying to change that story. Um, you know, you talk about, and I want to go through some of this. I read your book. Um, I didn't get through the last couple chapters, but I skimmed the the end of it. But it, what a great book! Let me just say, you guys, if this is a good book to read, because it really makes a whole lot of sense. I'm a common sense kind of girl, and when you read this, it makes a lot of sense. But I want to start out with, um, in explaining, the, you, start, you talk about the big soul and the little soul, because I feel like what you're saying is we kind of lose ourselves as we get older. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I find that really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So each of us has what we
1: can call our big soul and our little soul. And your big soul is the part of you that is connected to all of life, that is joyful, that, is, that is, knows that there's no separation. So okay. it's a sense of union. Okay. And it's really our connection to the divine. Right. And then your little soul is a part of you that feels separate. We can also call it our ego or our personality. And when we're little, what I believe is that we are connected. The big soul and the little soul are holding hands. And anytime mm-hmm. the little soul gets afraid, it looks towards the li- the big soul. And the big soul then soothes it and like helps it see a bigger picture. Okay. But pretty early on, the little soul starts losing... It's connection to the big soul because it starts getting all these rules. Here's how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be smart. You're supposed to fit in with the family. Like Whatever the rules are, not only from our families or our churches or our peers, but from what we also call the dream of the planet, which is the way that humans are dreaming right now, which is okay. mostly based out of fear.
0: Right, if right. Look
1: at it. Right. So we get this big dose of fear and we start looking outside of ourselves for who am I supposed to be? And, and for comfort making,
0: too, don't you yeah, think? For comfort, for comfort? exactly. Yeah. Sense and of love.
1: Safety and love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we get these you, ideas in our head of if I'm perfect, then I'll be loved, or I have to be someone else to be loved. I have to be really inauthentic and so we start looking outside of ourselves for approval and love and what we're learning how to do is basically turn the little soul and go hey big souls right here like
0: your connection is here right that's in your heart inside of you in your heart well and let me you know when you as you're talking about this it really just makes me feel like we're so disconnected from god from source you can call it the divine you can call it whatever you want i call it god and I think when you meditate and you do some spiritual work, I, you know, you connect or you go within, I guess, and you can connect with God. At least you, in my own opinion, anyway, at least you know that God loves you, and if that's an that's enough, you know what I it's mean? A lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I like and it that. Is that place of yeah, slowing down to connect with big soul, to connect
0: with that connection
1: to the divine, right. which is inside of you.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, I like how you talk about this, you guys, she breaks it down um, into four chambers, chambers of the warrior heart practice and they're feeling, I want you to go through these because I think they're cool. I don't want you to tell the whole book, but you guys got to buy the book. But it's feeling, story, truth and intent. Can you talk about these?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just like the heart has four chambers and all the chambers of your heart are important. <coughs> yes. You don't say, I like my left ventricle best. You right. want to recognize the chambers are all really important. And so the feeling chamber, if you're confused, if you're stuck, if you know you're spinning a story, where you start is to ask yourself the question, what am I feeling? Right. Separate than the story you're telling yourself. And so what most of us do is we, we tie together the emotion and the story. So we tell ourselves a story. We have a feeling. The feeling makes us tell the story more. And we can go on like that forever. We can go right, back and forth. Right,
0: right, right. I understand So that. this
1: is a practice where we learn to just be with our feelings okay. and be courageous to turn towards what am I feeling and to breathe into the feelings, not try to fix, change, or understand. Just be okay. with your feelings. Sounds okay. easy. It's really challenging. Right, right. But then the next, then you step into the story chamber, and the question is, what am I telling myself? And by separating the feelings out, you get to be really curious to ex- start to explore and expose what's the story. And sometimes we tell ourselves really crazy stories. We don't even realize we're telling ourselves a story, right. or that it's attached right. to something in the past. Right. So we want to be like an archaeologist digging up exploring, being curious about the story. The third chamber is the truth and learning to step out of story and step into truth. What's actually true here? What do I know is true? And to learn to ascertain the difference between story and truth. And truth is very simple. It's like one sentence with a period at the end. Okay. And there's a resonance in the body. I believe our bodies, our beings know what's true. I agree. Yeah. So you can feel that and you can start to tell the difference. And then the fourth chamber is the intent Chamber, And that's your focus. Where are you going to put your energy? Where are you going to put your attention? Mm-hmm. And it's one word. So your intent is going to be compassion, love, presence, play. It can be any word, but it's where you're willing to commit your action from. So your okay. intent is not, I want them to be different. I want the world to be different. It's, I want to bring more compassion in I want to bring more love in I want to bring peace. And then you go back through the chambers.
0: So if you're having an issue with somebody and you have a story, you have a feeling you've been hurt or or upset. So you go into the feeling of feeling that hurt or that upset so that you just feel it. And then you think about what story you're telling yourself, right? And then you feel like what actually is the truth, what you know to be the truth. And then intent is what? Changing the story to... Uh, maybe focus on, I guess, want to understand intent, is that maybe to understand that I'm going to be more compassionate into the situation or to this person. Is that right?
1: Yeah. it's it's Your intent is around whatever the situation that you're unraveling is the one word, the one quality that you're willing to commit to, that you're gotcha. willing to bring back into the situation. Gotcha. gotcha.
0: Yeah. And now when you do this, and this is something you do more than once, you do it with all different things, What what's happened is, from what I got from the book, is you start to realize that this story maybe happened to you before, and you're repeating this story. Yes, that
1: you're projecting the story onto a current situation. And what's beautiful about this practice is that once you get clear about what your intent is, then you go back. And I like to think about it. You're going to hold hands with your intent, and then you're going to hold hands with the truth. Okay. And then you step back into the
0: story chamber. And now you can look at it through different eyes. Look at it from a different perspective Yeah, is what you're saying. You know, that makes a whole lot of sense to me because I think we all get stuck in a story. And that's true. I see this a lot in family dynamics uh, where I see a family get stuck in a story. It's quite interesting. Hey, listen, we got about one minute to break, but I want... To, this book just came out, didn't it, Heather? This is fairly it is. new.
1: Yeah, it came out January 7th. So it's about... Um, a month
0: plus. Okay, and if people want to, so been two months old, so yeah, okay. it's yeah, easy. it's new. So if people want to pick up their book, uh, is it on Amazon? Where do they find your book? Yeah, it's everywhere you
1: can buy books. So online okay. at your favorite bookstore.
0: Okay, and the website. Now I checked out your website, and I will tell you, I think you have a phenomenal website. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. I love it. You give classes, and we're going to talk about your classes because people can sign up, and I think that's really neat. Are you doing classes right now? I am. I do online and live classes. I'm, I think I'm on the road. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, listen, you guys, this is Nancy. Yearout. I am here today with Heather Ash Amara. Her book is called the warrior heart practice. And this is high road to humanity. And we will be right back.
2: Hang on. We have more stories to tell on high road to humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs. Not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com That's com.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Yerrell and we are back. We're here today with Heather Aschamara. We're talking about the warrior heart practice. You know, Heather, since you've been doing this and teaching it to people, you do, uh, you do workshops and you do it online. Um, what what do you see? Are people just amazed by the, the difference or, or what's what's going on here? Tell me some of the feedback.
1: Yeah, it's been beautiful. So people that have had places they've been stuck in their lives for years are able to unravel things that they've been burdened by. Uh, it's beautiful because the practice really works with relationships, works with your relationship with yourself, with um, health issues there 's just all sorts of ways that it can be applied okay. to our lives to help us untangle and get more clarity
0: well, and through the book, you elaborate you guys just so you know she elaborates you know on the story and on the feelings and on you know all these different the truth and all these different things. you go into the chamber, you go into more depth you know we 're giving you a, a quick synopsis of this, but you go into depth on you know how to change these things and I like one thing that you do, uh, through each one, like for example, on feelings, you say the key to unlocking the feeling chamber are to be breathing and to be present. Mm -hmm. I like that because each, each one, you give a little, the key and that is the key, isn't it? To be present. It's hard to be present.
1: It is. Most of us spend a tremendous amount of time exiting our emotional body. Right. Running away from our emotions or trying not to feel them. And we're right. in a really distracted culture right now, so it makes that very easy. But right. what happens is they don't go anywhere. So they come out sideways, or we start numbing ourselves. We start going into addictions or.
0: Right. I'll have a drink so I don't have to think about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so right. there's all sorts of ways. I mean, cleaning the house can be a way that you exit your emotional body. Mm-hmm. So what we want to learn to do is to have that what I think of as the courage of the warrior to turn towards what am I feeling and that you're not just thinking about your feelings you're letting your yourself experience where the feeling is in your body where is it in your belly is it in your chest what's going on Mm -hmm. and to sit with that sense of just presence right and we so rarely do that with ourselves and it's one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves and give other people
0: I agree with you and I've been working on it and it's hard It's not easy to be present. You have to really, you really, really concentrate in order to be present. The other thing I want to bring up is on feelings. And you talk so much about feeling in the body and it goes back to Louise Hayes, you know, uh, original thought is whatever is happening to your body physically is because of your emotions and um, it's connected. It's all connected because we're energetic beings. So the, 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 issues in your life are connected to cancer and disease and and do you agree with that I do I, I do. do too I think,
1: yeah i think there's there's places where we we have energy that gets locked in the body and then manifests physically right so, to right. learn a practice that we're learning how to really listen to where's the emotion and then take the and start to unpack the story
0: right so, think, so yeah So I guess my point is when you do this practice, which I think is awesome, by the way, that, you know, God sent this to you, um, you're releasing maybe a disease or something that could manifest.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I just, and you know, I've learned over time and I've paid attention that, um, you know, when somebody is um, untruthful or has issues that they don't want to resolve and they hold them in, that this does seem to be what happens. I've seen people seem to lose their memory. I've seen health uh, diminish. Have you have you noticed that as well?
1: Yeah, I think that's really true. And there's this this way that we have the opportunity to be in real in a healthy relationship with ourselves, which is not just about the physical body. Sometimes in our society we have so much fixation on just the physical, like I need to get
0: my physical body to feel good. And it's like right. there's so much more. Right, so exactly. Really, no, I'm I'm there. The emotions like <laughs> you say so important. No, I agree with you. Now when you talk about the story, you say the keys are willingness and permission. Talk about that. You have to be willing to tell yourself
1: the story and to, to really go into the mess of it because sometimes we want to just do like the first layer of the story. Well, I'm mad at this person because they did this thing. Right. But if you start going down deeper, often you'll see different levels of the story of places like, oh, right. I always felt um, not listened to by my brother. And th- that story is getting wrapped up with this as well. And so we want to start to, to be honest about what Are we actually telling ourselves? What are we actually thinking about? And some of the thoughts are kind of crazy. Like they're, you know, you you look at it and you're like, why would I even be thinking that? But the truth is, you are thinking it, and
0: therefore it's affecting you. Right. And a lot of times, like you say, I I feel like we draw people to us in our lives where we can play out the story because maybe we didn't do it right early on. So now we're doing it to to play out the story to, you know, make ourselves feel better or maybe get the message. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, physical reality is a great way to see what you're
0: thinking. <laughs> you're gonna, I love it.
1: Um, you're going to see the reflection back of your
0: mind. Yeah. Now, in the truth chamber, I thought this was interesting, uh, leave behind being right or wrong, because that happens a lot. People just have to be right, huh? And I'm like, really? Yeah, people just have to be right, and that's where there's a problem. And if you can let go of that, just be with it, not right or wrong, no judgment, that's hard to do, too. It is. And what most of us do is we
1: step into the truth chamber and we write a better story and we call it the truth. Because it makes us feel better. Because it makes us feel better and we're right. <laughs> so you're it's so true. We have to be willing to be wrong and we have to be willing to be open of like, all right, what is actually true? What do I actually know is true here?
0: Right.
1: And I always have people start with, I am breathing. That's the beginning. That's, true. that's true. Okay. That's gotcha. True. Gotcha. And then and then you look at what is? What are the simple truths? Because a lot of times what we do is we'll we'll say, well, this happened, and then da 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 da. da. There's like a comma, and then all this information. Anytime it's like a whole deal,
0: right. right? Judging
1: that story,
0: right. So when you when you tell when you when you actually feel the feelings and you actually realize and, and feel like what is the truth, what this does is it actually releases some of this, it releases the old story and you can see it from a different perspective. And do you do this consistently with the same thing until you you feel like you're released, or do you do with all? I mean, talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just have to run yourself through the warrior heart practice once, and you can unravel. Something that you, get really it. you get it, you get it you get it, and sometimes it's a more it's a longer term story it 's something that you've took on from your parents or that you've been telling yourself over and over again, and that it's part of your identity. those sort of things are going to take longer, so right. those things you can run through the the chamber several times I think until again cool. you feel that sense of clarity. And, and openness. And what's so beautiful is as you clear the story out, there's more space inside of you for creativity, right. for love, for our natural state to sharp, for connection to the divine. Right. All of that starts to happen. It's not about fixing ourselves. It's about cleaning up what doesn't serve us.
0: Right, because we have to love ourselves for who we are. That was last week's show. <laughs> Learning to love yourself for just who you are. And I liked what you said about, um, you know, it's really about the inside of us. It's not about the outside of us. Yes, we all like to make a nice appearance and all of that, but it's really when it comes down to it, it's about your soul and are you kind to other people and do you really try and are you compassionate? I think that is what I really would hope that people would start to see. Do you see that people are are connecting more when you're out there in the world?
1: Yeah, I do. I'm, you know, it's such an interesting time because there's so much distraction and so much... um, struggle happening. And yet I also think that people are ready to change and are really looking for tools. And that's why I love this tool so much because it is very practical. It is simple. It's It can be challenging to use it sometimes because right. you're like, okay, I need to go feel what I'm feeling and I'm scared to do that. Or I've been you know running away from this my whole life. But when you learn to take that courage of the warrior and bring in your compassion of your heart, everything starts changing. And I think we're all ready for that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I've become more compassionate. And it's hard because a lot of times, you know, I used to be judgy and I'm not judgy anymore because I'm more compassionate. But that's taken time and that's taken work and and thought, you know, and I think when you really do these practices, it it helps. Um, You say the keys to the truth chamber, a sense of spaciousness inside and the ability to listen to what is true. And that's what you just said. It gives you more space to be more creative, to be who you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I always vision that the, the story chamber is like this big library
1: that has all these books and all these like, here are the rules, here are the laws. And it's really crowded. And then when you step into the truth chamber, there's space so you can get quiet to listen to your being. Rather than listening to the head and the stories, that you can really ask your heart and your belly and your being what's true. Right. And then that is, arises. You don't have to figure out the truth. It bubbles up from you when you give it the space
0: listening. Well, they say, you know, and I like that um, I learned to practice the, the heart where you, you ask your heart a question because the body doesn't lie. And I've really taught that to people um, as I've learned it. I just teach things to other people that I've learned and it works for me. So if I have something I really want to know, I don't ask my head, I ask my heart. And it gives me a complete different answer than what my head gives me. Now, do you work with, I, so it sounds like you work with that as well, working with the heart. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And as you clear the stories out, it's easier to listen to your heart. It becomes effortless to listen to the heart.
0: And the you story can be really compelling. And then you feel more joyful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Your yeah. natural state starts to show back up again.
0: Now, have you, as you've been doing this, and you talk about the divine, and you talk about connecting, have you had people who maybe grew up in the church be more open to this? Because a lot of times the church can be a turnoff when you're little, and they t- there's rules and all of that. Have you had people be more open to God, I guess, is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, people become more connected, We're we're letting go of the past experiences that we had, and you know with something like the church when if you if you were raised in the church and you realize at a certain point this doesn't work for me what people tend to do is just chuck everything out
0: right which is not and a good deal so
1: that place of starting to go okay let's separate out the story of the humans and the human interpretation versus what's actually from god what's actually from spirit what's actually from the creator
0: mm-hmm. that when makes a huge difference
1: to be able to create more Separation between
0: the lies and the truth is basically what it comes back to, or the well, interpretations. Yeah, and when you have that connection, and we were talking earlier, it's peaceful because you know, when you know you're loved by God unconditionally, even if, you know, then you can start to love yourself more and start to love others, and it's kind of infectious, is what mm-hmm. I've realized. Um, but it takes time. Hey, listen, we're um, ready to go to break again. And do you guys, we are here today with Heather Aschamara. We're talking about the Warrior Heart Practice. If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding up the book. It's really cool. It's a really good read. She's got an awesome glossary in the back where she talks, of, where she gives you definitions to a lot of the terms that she uses. And she gives a lot of stories, too, of other people. Maybe she'll tell us some of those stories when we come back. This is Nancy Yerrell, and we'll be right back.
2: We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road.
3: Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparking wholeness. And now let's get back to the show.
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
0: Hey, this is Nancy Era. We're back on High Road to Humanity. Heather Ashamira, maybe he's going to tell us some of these stories. I like some of the stories that you put in the book. Um, Do you want to share maybe a couple with us that really made an impact on you or, or made a difference or... Am I putting you on the spot here, Heather? (laughs) I don't want to do that. No, it's fine. It's totally
1: fine. Cool. I I know I learn best when I hear stories from other people's experiences because it makes it more real. Yeah. We've been talking about the concept of the warrior heart practice. But I'll share a story. Like this is one of the most intense stories in the book, and this was the moment when I really – I was like, this practice works. If I can unravel this story, then – like this, this is good. And in the book, there's a lot of like my own stories and also stories from other people and their experience. But just really briefly, I was, um, had a friend and we had been friends for many, many, many years. And at one point we decided let's, start talking about what would, the possibility of dating each other. Okay. And we didn't jump right into relationship. We spent two years getting to know each other. And I was like, I'm so mature. This is so cool. I'm not jumping into a relationship. It was, it was a really beautiful thing. And about two years in one day I decided I'm in, let's do this. And he decided at the same time I'm out. Oh, wow. So that was the setup. The setup gets better. Um, we, I was teaching uh, something. I was teaching a a training course and he happened to be in that training course. And so I'm there waiting and excited to see him and he shows up and I'm like, I'm in. And he basically says, I think there's somebody better for both of us. And by the way, I'm attracted to somebody here. So I got to spend the next week watching these two humans fall in love while I'm teaching. So one day we were going someplace and i asked i said can we spend some time together and he basically said no i'm hanging out with this other woman and my i mean just like
0: ugh, my yeah your heart, heart breaks. and yeah. so i was like
1: yes yeah, sit like sit stay go to your room what's go to the first chamber so i asked myself what are you feeling sweetheart and this is really important with the feeling chambers you're not like what are you feeling what do you do it's like you want to bring the sense of of gentleness and like be nice to I'm yourself, be on. kind
0: to yourself, nice to is what yourself. you're saying. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. sweetie,
1: how do you feel? What's going on? And I realized I felt just really disappointed. Like there was this this intense disappointment um, and the heartbreak. And then the story was, there was a lot of stories. So the story was, you know, I'm never going to find another person that's gonna love me. I'm never gonna get married again. I'd had a really rough divorce. And so um, men are always gonna fall in love with younger women. I should just stop dating. I'm too old, like all of this content. Right. And, and, then I, and then I stepped into the truth it's and the I just fear.
0: That's the fear part of it. That's
1: the fear, yeah, right, the fear right. and the story and like right. what's gonna happen next, or it's my fault somehow. Right, so what's th- wrong with me or something like that. What's wrong with me, exactly. All of that was in there. And so then the truth chamber, what's true here? And I just got really quiet and I waited. And what bubbled up first was he gets to choose, period. He gets to choose who he loves. I don't, I'm not responsible for that. Right. And there was a sense of relaxation. I was like, yep, that's true. And then the next piece was I get to choose. That's right. Period. And I was like, oh, this is good. Okay. And then the intent chamber, my word was unconditional love. And that's what I've been working on for a really long time. How do I bring love back to this situation? Right. And so I went back to the truth chamber, felt that sense of choice, and then went back to the story. And again, there's this sense of like, okay, what? how else can I perceive this story? This is a hard story. Right. And what was so beautiful, what I got was... Because part of what was the story, I realized, was the universe is against me. Like, why would the universe set me up in this way? Right. So what I saw was the universe loves me so much, it's giving me a PhD in letting go. Like, I I had an opportunity to figure out how to bring love into an incredibly difficult situation. And I felt this freedom of, like, okay, I can do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'll figure this out. Right. And then I went back to the feeling chamber, because you always want to end in the feeling chamber. And in the feeling chamber, what the feeling was, was disappointment. I still felt disappointed, but I knew I could hold that part of myself. And what happened is it just dissipated over time.
0: So... it was, so you it was go. A beautiful experience. No, I understand. I understand. So you go. And I, I guess I just caught something. So you go through the four chambers, but then you go back to the feeling chamber at the end. I you didn't go catch back to that. All of them.
1: Yeah, okay. you go back through all of them. So there's a the the fourth the fifth part we can say. So there's the four chambers, right. and then the fifth part is you circle back. So, you go from intent to truth, truth to story, and then you finish in the feeling chamber. So and a lot of times when people unravel the stories, they the feeling, they feel relieved, they feel open. Okay. But sometimes you have grief arise. Or like right. me, I just realized the disappointment was there. That was okay.
4: Yeah.
0: It shifted eventually It shifted and it shifts you when you actually take the time to figure out what's going on and and how you can actually make yourself feel better because usually the the response is to be angry or to be upset or to be hurt but this way you're going through each step and you're releasing it is what you're doing you're releasing that anger or that fear or that disappointment and you're being being able to sit with it. And yes, I like how you look at the bigger picture because the bigger picture was the universe was teaching you a lesson and that's hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what ended up happening is I felt empowered versus victimized. Okay. And that's what we're learning to do with our stories is how do you use your story to help you get stronger, to be more compassionate, to be more loving, rather than using your story to become more bitter or more closed. Right. Or to justify your behavior.
0: Well it's easier right. to become bitter. So
1: it is. It's much easier to become bitter. It's much easier right. to close. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so that that willingness to say, what do I actually want? And and I could have said what I want is this situation not to be happening. But the truth is the situation's happening, period. Right, right. So, what am I going to do within this situation? That's me being in relationship to the truth, but not using the the truth to punish myself. Right. Because what you know, what could have happened is I could have kept up the story going of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never going to find love again, and blah blah blah. All men are jerks, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all men are, yeah, exactly. Whatever.
0: Right, so right. That's when we cause ourselves the pain is with the story. Well, and yeah, you say fear is, not a sign that some, uh, fear is not a sign that something is wrong. It's a sign that something needs your attention. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's usually a sign of a false belief that's showing up or a story that's showing up.
0: I see. So, And then I like this too. You had so many great things in your book. It was really well written, by the way. You say, it's time to step into the mess of your mind and reclaim your warrior heart. Boy, that's empowering. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like saying, hey, I am who I am, and, and it's okay, and I love myself the way I am, and, and I can work through this. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, tell me about your classes and your groups that you've got going um, and and how that's working out as far as are you having large groups that that you meet with? You said you're traveling a lot. Give us a little insight on what's going on. Yeah, I basically live on the
1: road. I I have a home base, but I also travel constantly. And so I have a lot of live events and also online events. And there's everything from one-day workshops to two-year-long apprenticeship programs and everything in between. And I just... You know, sometimes people will be like, well, which do you like best? I love all of it. (laughs) There's a lot of variety and there's a lot of different ways to plug in. My first book, one of my first books is called Warrior Goddess Training. And so that's something that I continue to do is, is do work with women around empowerment Um, and then we're also bringing in the warrior heart practice and teaching people how to bring that into their lives and I teach facilitators so one of the things I love doing is teaching leaders and teaching people how to facilitate the
0: warrior heart practice so they can help help other people yeah exactly so when you do your um so when you do your um workshops and your your uh, your speaking tour you teach people how to go through the four different um, steps in order to complete the warrior heart process. That's really cool. I like that. You know, there were so many things in your book that I love that you talk about. Um, You talk about forgiveness and, uh, and compassion. It's really difficult um, to forgive and to have compassion, but then you also say, Um, to have faith and that's what I always think you know sometimes I just don't know and I say okay God I'm just going to have faith in the plan like you were talking about the universe has a bigger plan for us and sometimes I don't know if you agree with this we just have to give it up and let God handle it because we can't always fix everything sometimes we just have to you know be compassionate and be kind and what do you think
1: Yeah, I think it's true. We have to surrender. So often we're wanting the world to be different or other people to be different or ourselves to be different and to learn how to surrender and just trust that there's a larger plan happening and that we can stay centered inside of ourselves. And that's, you know, being clear about what your intent is, what's the word, what's the quality that you're wanting to bring back into the world and bring to yourself. Mm -hmm. It helps you to then navigate and make decisions and also to surrender. So instead of I'm going to control everything or I have to fix everything, it's like, no, I just have to figure out how do I find peace for myself in this situation? How do I come back to passion? How do I come back to love? You can surrender
0: everything else up. Right. Well, no, and I I think that's really good because a lot of times people get angry and they think, well, I'm going to get back at this person. And, you know, I've learned a long time ago, God takes care of these things, but it's hard, you know, if you're upset or, you know, you get in an argument with somebody, whether it's personal or family or, or even at work, you know, a lot of times people, your first instinct is, well, that person's going to get theirs. But I think what I've learned over time is that I don't have to do anything because the universe always Mm -hmm. takes care of these things. Have you, have you come across that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely that there's a there's a larger picture and that we you know we don't know why people are acting the way they're acting. We have no idea. Right. No idea what their path is, where they've been, where they're going and to think that we sometimes have to be the one to punish or to get back at people. I know. It's a losing battle because I know. we're putting all of our energy in somebody else's business basically in God's. Oh, yeah. Business.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well no and I liked what you said because we all have our own path and that's interesting too. I I've, I've kind of figured that out over time and I think the audience is learning too as we have do these shows that everybody has their own path. And until you walk somebody else's path you don't know how they feel. And so if you can just come um come out into the world with love, kindness, and compassion for others, you may not know. It, it may seem weird that somebody does a certain thing, but it, you don't know why. And that's okay. You just have to go with that. And I think that's what I've learned more um, as I've gotten older, you know, that, um, that these things all happen for a reason. And then maybe later down the road, you're like, oh, I see what happened now. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. exactly. He listens. That makes sense. I know, right? This is Nancy. You're out, you guys. We have one more break, and we're going to be back here talking about the Warrior Heart practice. We're going to get Heather to talk more about. So maybe tell us some more stories. And this is Nancy. You're out. We'll be right back.
2: We'll be right back with the High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is
0: missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? the universe is speaking to you it's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com that's n-a-n-c-y-y-e-a-r-o-u-t.com barnes and noble and amazon and thanks for picking up my book and may the energy of the universe bless you
2: We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Yerall, and I am back here today with Heather Aschimero. We're talking about the Warrior Heart Practice. Heather, tell us some more good information. You got any good stories for us? It will help us. Yeah, I have
1: another, I've been um, doing sessions with people and it's been really fascinating because most of the people I've been doing the sessions with, I don't know them. So I don't know their story. And I had a a really powerful session with somebody working through the warrior heart practice where she had had a trauma in the military. So the only thing I knew was that she had had trauma in the military and she was trying to heal it. So we started with, what do you, what do you feel about it? So I said, when you think about the trauma, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she felt guilty and ashamed, and so we just sat with the feelings. And and then she said, "And anxious, I feel. I feel anxiety." So we just breathed into the anxiety. I didn't tell her, you know, you have to understand this or fix this. We just sat with it and just breathed into it. Right. And then we went into the story chamber, and her story was, "I shouldn't have been running by myself. I shouldn't have had my headphones on," and after it happened, I should have told somebody sooner because it kept happening. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of blame that was woven in, that, in the story that she was telling herself. She you right. know, gave me a very little piece of it. She didn't tell the whole story. She just told her like, like the nuggets of it. And I sat for a moment and I felt like there's something else here. And I asked her, I said, have you ever been in a situation where you've been abused and you didn't reach out for help? Oh. And she said, oh, yeah, I was in a domestic violence situation for many, many years, which is why I went into the military. Okay. And I said, okay, just let me get this straight. So your story is that you were in a domestic violence situation, you went to the military, you moved to Hawaii to go to the military to get away from
0: the abuse, and you got abused. And she said, exactly. And I was like, so okay. Did she draw that to herself, or what do you think? So she could deal with it? How do you How do you look at that?
1: Well, what what happens is that... You know when you have victim like she had she was victimized and it's you tend to then pull in similar situations it's not her fault at all and that's what we unraveled is when we went up into the truth chamber I said what's what's true and and she basically you know what she really saw was that it think about the exact words that she used but it was something around you know I should be safe wherever I go. I shouldn't be abused. Okay. And when we went into the intent chamber, I asked her, and I, and I waited because we there were some things to unravel, and I asked her, what's your intent? And she immediately was just like, safety. I want to feel safe. Okay. Okay. Then we went back into the truth chamber, and it was so beautiful because what she said then was, I should be safe to go anywhere. Right. Nobody should ever be beaten. And I said, "Okay, wait." I said, "I have to, t- I have to tell a truth." The truth is, the world is not always safe.
0: That is the true. world's
1: not always safe. That's true. Sometimes things happen, mm-hmm. and and I I waited a moment, and then I asked her, "How do you feel about that?" And she had this huge epiphany in her body, not her mind. Okay. She was like, "I get it. The world isn't safe sometimes. Right. I have to create my safety." Mm-hmm. And we went back into the story then, and she just was able to unravel it. <laughs> happening is because she had that victimized feeling sense. She was blaming right. herself for everything, right? And, and then once she, she realized, yeah,
0: well, once yeah. she realized that she wasn't, then she felt it in her body. Then she was free. She was free, exactly. And she came out of that session with just this incredible
1: spaciousness and excitement to go back into the world and create safety for herself. That's it. Because what she'd been trying to do is make the world out there safe and then feel like she was wrong because she wasn't safe. Right. Right. So there was this this beautiful, like, oh, I'm going to create my safety. The world's going to do whatever it's going to do. I create my sense of safety. I see. And she'd been in therapy for years to try and, and figure
0: it out. Oh my God. God. oh, my God. Don't you feel, now, see, that makes you feel probably really great. And we didn't talk about this. You know, this all came from, and I just want to understand this, a lot of this came from the Toltec, from you, can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, we've got, you know, a few more minutes left on the show. Yeah.
1: So I apprenticed for many, many years with Don Miguel Ruiz, who's the author of The Four Agreements and is a, from a Toltec lineage. So I'm okay. part of this lineage and it's, a, it's an ancient teaching that has been, we've, we are constantly transforming to bring into the modern world because it's very much a practical, how do we create change? Right. And, and one of the core things of the Toltec is that we're each dreaming reality and that when we start to take responsibility for how we're dreaming, what are the agreements and beliefs that we're holding? We can start to clear what doesn't serve us right. so that we can be more a choice in
0: our life. And we can move forward. Isn't that correct? Because a lot of times we get stuck in situations with our story. Yeah. Now, so this, is, so, in, um, so this has been taught for a long time, just not brought over to the United States. Is no, what you're saying. Been
1: in the United States for quite a while now. So the the Toltecs were in the South and central Mexico, right. and the teaching when the Spanish invaded Mexico, the teachings went underground for many many years. Okay. And It wasn't until Carlos Castaneda brought the teachings back. Um, he studied with a man named Don Juan, and so he started bringing he started writing books about the Toltec teaching. So that was the first place that it came out into the world, and then Don Miguel is another lineage. Right. Right. and so it 's been the last you know thirty years that this work has been back it 's been out in the west and has been accessible and it 's really profound work it 's really deep work for it you know, is
0: well yeah, because we all need to heal ourselves in my whole deal and i 'll ask you your 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 uh, take on this. I feel like we 're all here to work on ourselves and to raise the consciousness here on the planet, to raise the energy here on the planet and to change things. And I think this type of work will change things. What's your take on this? Absolutely. We change
1: it by changing ourselves and by being in service to others as well but we have to start by finding that core sense of connection and presence and and being willing to look at the story so that we can clear out what doesn't serve us and what I've seen over and over again is that as we release the stories as we do this work of releasing the old emotions because we also carry all of the old emotions with us so learning yeah to just be with those emotions so that they can be vis. they can be seen they can be witnessed and then they clear on their own because they're they're held in love same thing with the stories that we're learning to bring those stories up so that they can be cleared out and what happens is then we naturally start to share that energy with other people we're more joyful we're more loving and so right. for others where others might have been met with judgment or conditionality we meet them with unconditional love we meet them with our, pre- our presence we meet them with our compassion because
0: we're bringing that to ourselves right and that's what changes everything i agree i agree the energy yeah of, mm-hmm. of changing yourself you got to change yourself first you got to go within and if we could get that across i i would i see like a divide i see so many people that are still looking for the more things they can buy to die with they win and then i see the other half is like wait a minute this isn't all there is. There's more, and they're searching and they're looking, and it's people like you who are out there um, teaching this. And I think it's wonderful that you're doing it, by the way, because you've helped a lot of people. I would imagine you've helped hundreds, if not more. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm very blessed to get to.
0: to yeah, do what, do. what a cool thing. Yeah, I, I, I really, um, I think it's wonderful. So, give us some ideas. Okay, so. If I, if the audience are interested in taking your classes or seeing you in person, um, promote yourself a little bit here so we can know where to find you.
1: Absolutely. So Heather Ashamara is the website. And like okay. you said, it's really, there's a lot of information. There's a, a lot of um, really beautiful things to play with in there, including a download of the Warrior Heart practice. So if you want to, to have a, a sheet that you can write down, feeling story, Truth intent and circle back Uh, and all the events are listed on there. We have a a live section with all the live events that are coming up and and an online section with the online events that are coming up. Nice.
0: Now, can they do a a session with you? Do you do personal sessions or you just do classes?
1: I just do classes. I don't really do personal sessions, but I have coaches that I've trained that do do personal sessions. sessions. If anybody feels inspired to do a session, just email us. You can always email hello at heatherashamara.com. Okay. Team and the team will pick, you know, we'll find somebody that matches. So, if
0: you have a question, you guys, this is a really good book. And I, I anybody, I mean, this is really for everybody. I'm going to yeah. say this is for everybody to read. This is one book that everybody should read because we all have stuff that have happened to us in our life. And I think you give an analogy of, or somebody does in the book about a backpack and all the stuff in the backpack. Is that right? That you're yes. carrying around with you. And you think about that, you know, how much stuff are we carrying around with us that we don't even even realize we're carrying around with us. So, I guess my question is over time, as you continue to do this, or what do you suggest? Uh, do you do this when something pops up, or what's your, you know, how do you, do you kind of work on this every day, or what's your, um, you know, your advice? To,
1: to think of this practice as like, flossing your teeth or exercising that it's not, you're going to do it once and then you're never going to have to do it again. Right. And that it's a cleaning practice. Okay. And that it's cleaning to help create more space so that the, so the yummy things can drop into your life more that you can, that you're magnetized more towards what you love. And so this place of bringing it in as a practice and that it doesn't mean that you're bad or wrong because you have to keep cleaning Right. You know, sometimes we get into this place with in relationship with ourselves. We're like, why haven't I fixed that? What's wrong with me? Why am I still acting that way? Right. And we get really frustrated. And But we would never say, well, I've washed my dishes once and I never have to wash them again. Exactly. Right. So it's right. that place of just repetitive that you you're constantly checking in with how am I feeling? What's going on? you know, what's arising inside of my body right now. And then you're also curious about what's the story that I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. And it, as you do this practice more, it, just starts to integrate I where instead it. of like in the beginning, how I see it is that you get triggered and then you go to the practice. But what I found now is I just live and I'm constantly checking, like, is that a story? Or is that truth? Ah. How do I feel? What's my intent? And, and that I, I run myself through the chambers very quickly now nice. because it's now maintenance cleaning. And then every once in a while, there's a deep clean, like the thing that happened with the, the man that I was. Yeah. In. In. Like that was a deep clean because there was a lot of other stuff I didn't talk about around my marriage and my divorce. And so that all got brought up again to be cleaned Mm -hmm. at a deeper level. And I'm grateful now. Now I'm like, thank you that that happened. It helped me clean out some stuff I didn't even realize was there.
0: Right. And that's interesting because you just never know why these things happen. But the universe does. God knows. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Well, listen, we're out of time. I'm so glad you came to see me. And I hope you'll come back and I will check out your website. You guys, check out her website it's heather h-e-a-t-h-e-r ash a-s-h-a-m-a-r-a amara.com and that's how you're going to find her and she's got a really cool website i checked it out yesterday and i just want to thank you for being on my show uh, you've really given us a lot of good information i loved your book
1: Great. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks so much for all that you're doing to help raise humanity as well.
0: I'm doing what I can. I'm doing the best I can out there. And you guys, this is Nancy Uralt. Just join us next week. And we look forward to seeing you on High Road to Humanity.